It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. If you got your popcorn ready. I came out the wall wide already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump at me. Golly. Only tackle the four-yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast hosted by yours truly, Matt Bruning. Back at it again for today's podcast. Got a pretty easy one for you guys today. Nothing too extreme. We will pre or we will recap the last seven games that I have from the Sunday slate, Sunday night football, and of course the Monday night football game from last night. After that, I will give you guys some of my mess-ups from last week in my rankings. I actually had a fairly good week overall. A couple guys I missed on pretty badly, so I'll address those today. For my rankings uh, Wednesday, so my article again will come out Thursday morning. I will not have a podcast go up tomorrow. Um, What held me from doing a podcast last Thursday We'll be going on again this Wednesday, so I will not have a podcast up Wednesday, but then I will definitely be back on Thursday to give you guys my rankings, Thursday night preview, and who knows, whatever else. That seems like way too short a podcast, so we'll think of something. We'll throw some stuff in there. There's been some debate between some people, uh, myself, and some other shows that I really like about what people think about tanking. Maybe I'll give my opinion on that and kind of go into some specifics, uh, but we'll worry about all of that on Thursday. So, let us jump right in and finish up those recaps from Sunday. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. So, for our first game, going back into Sunday, we had the Washington Redskins beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 16-3. For Washington, Alex Smith continues to be Alex Smith. And on top of that, what I mean is a mediocre QB2. And I've got an interesting little stat for you guys. But again, came through with 12 points in fantasy yet again. That's just what he's been putting up pretty much all season long. I know last two weeks he had um, 17, 12, 12, 15, 16. So he's been right in that range. A typical Alex Smith, and on top of that, the past three three out of the last four weeks, he's thrown for literally 178 yards and one touchdown. I'm, I'm not even kidding, guys. Against the Cowboys, 178, 
and one touchdown. Against the Giants, 178 and one touchdown. And again against the Buccaneers, 178 and one touchdown. He is the epitome of consistency. He is, you know, exactly what you expect him to be every single week. So you got to give it to him for that again. In fantasy, I would avoid starting him if possible. I, I hoped that he would have a big week this week. In fact, I had picked him up and played him in one of my big money leagues, hoping that he would come through for me going up against a horrible Tampa Bay defense. And, I mean, I wouldn't say he shit the bed, but he only put up three more points than Andy Dalton, who got benched at, like, halftime. So, it, it, embarrassing sucks, but it is what it is with Alex Smith again. He's at least consistent, if nothing else. For the running backs, Adrian Peterson yet again carried the load here but didn't do much else. 68 yards on 9 carries, getting you 7 points in fantasy. We talked about it Friday. He's just got, they've got so many injuries to their offensive line. It's ridiculous. I do think that if they didn't have those injuries, Adrian Peterson would still be a worthy fantasy player. Uh, I'm just not so sure that he's going to continue doing what he did earlier in the season with those guys being injured. Uh, Capri Bibbs showed up a little bit in this game. 28 yards on three carries and then added 13 yards in the receiving game getting you five points in fantasy again I wouldn't trust either one of those guys if I had to have one it'd be Peterson just because you know he's going to get a bulk of the carries for the wide receivers Josh Doxson scores again and then good for him he's he looks like he's finally coming through a little bit I know we say that it what seems like the past two years uh, especially with all the talent and all the hype that people had put on him coming out out of college. I mean, like I said, he was he was a baller at TCU and just had a lot of hype. Good to see him come through at least for a little bit in this game. Again, 12 points in fantasy, four catches on 46 yards and the touchdown. The only touchdown Alex Smith threw on the day. Uh, but again, hopefully this continues. Hopefully they continue to build that rapport and anybody who drafted him and their rookie drafts are hoping for him to kind of turn it around. We'll get that from him starting what he's shown in the past couple weeks. Uh, Mo Harris comes through, I guess, technically for fantasy yet again with eight points here. Uh, doesn't really do a whole lot, but uh, again, you know, eight points in fantasy. If you If you're desperate, he does enough for you. With 52 yards on five catches, Jordan Reed, 51 yards. We talked about it Friday. I was not expecting a lot out of him. You know, still gets you seven points in fantasy, which is good. That's that's a middle-tier tight end, too. Again, we've talked about it many times. Probably talked about it on yesterday's podcast as well. Tight end is just a wasteland for fantasy. So, again, seven points, that, that's good for a tight end, too. Uh, you know, I would take that any and every day of the week. For Tampa Bay, so... I don't even know how this is possible, to be honest with you guys. Ryan Fitzpatrick gets you 17 points in fantasy. Not a bad day at all. Has has a very good day. But I want you guys to listen to these stats. On 41 attempts, he threw the ball for 406 yards. Zero touchdowns and two interceptions. Like, Like... to quote the great Ron Burgundy, I'm I'm not even mad. I'm I'm impressed. Like I don't even understand how that's possible to throw for 400 yards and not get one touchdown. One that is insane. Yet again, still comes through for you in fantasy as he adds 35 yards on the ground and throws for 400 yards. Fitzmagic just continues to do it, continues to, by hook or by crook, makes it happen, gets you your fantasy points, and just good on him. 
For the running backs here, Peyton Barber, 13 carries on uh, for 61 yards. Uh, again, I just I don't know if you can trust him. Seven points in fantasy. Uh, Jacquez Rogers outscores him in fantasy this week, getting you 13 points. Uh, obviously, most of that coming in the the receiving game is he really didn't do anything. Uh, in the rushing game, literally one carry for zero yards, but added 102 yards on eight catches. Uh, so definitely someone I would look at. Uh, if he ends up being kind of like their hurry-up back or someone they use a lot, obviously getting dump-off passes and everything from Ryan Fitz- Fitzpatrick, I would I love Jacquez Rogers then going through the rest of the season. Uh, we'll talk more about him on Wednesday, or I'm sorry, on Thursday's podcast probably. Uh, but someone, and, and I'll touch on guys real quick that I think you should pick up. Uh, waiver wise, obviously, if you have want to see what the FLA guys or the writers think, you can check out John Hamler's. He usually puts his piece out a little bit after this podcast comes out on Tuesdays. Catch it on the FLA blog, FLA app, on Twitter from any of us. We'll all tweet it out so you can look at who we think. But I'll touch on my guys uh, as well throughout the podcast and some of the game breakdowns. And he is definitely one of them, as I think he could have a lot of value going forward, especially if he does really kind of secure. That uh that hurry up back roll for Tampa Bay, for the wide receivers here. So Chris Godwin yet again has a good game, and he's had quite a few of those this year. I'm really starting to like what, what Chris Godwin is bringing to Tampa Bay. Get you 12 points in fantasy with seven catches on 103 yards. Again, Deshaun Jackson I believe can leave after this year. Chris Godwin might be a very interesting wide receiver too next season. Uh, Deshaun Jackson does decent for you in fantasy. Nine points as he gets you 67 yards on five catches. And Mike Evans, uh, just six points, a no-show yet again. 51 yards on three catches. Adam Humphreys, one of the guys who was uh, probably added in most leagues last week, also comes gets you six points in fantasy. 53 yards on two catches. And then for the tight end, so we talked about it on Friday. I did not like either one of the, I did not like the matchups here. I know OJ Howard went off the week before against Carolina. I said this was not a good matchup for him. Just two points in fantasy this week. Uh, literally did nothing. 15 yards on one catch. And before we get into the next game, we do have some breaking news. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. Uh, I touched on it last week. I really thought this was going to happen, kind of really leading into last week and all the talk. Le'Veon Bell is not reporting today, which is his final day to report to be eligible for the 2018 season. So for those of you in redraft, you wasted probably your 1.2 to 1.5 pick, unfortunately, as Le'Veon Bell will not be reporting. He will be sitting out all of the 2018 season. So if you have James Conner, rejoice, you know, thank whatever fantasy god you please that you were able to get him because he is by far going to be a league winner now this year. As for Dynasty, I still don't think this means anything for Bell and his value. I would still trust him going forward. I still think he's a top back. Uh, We'll obviously see what happens, where he lands. There's obviously no no real way of knowing right now where he's going to go. We've all heard the different teams in the New York Jets, Houston Texans. You know, until we know for sure where he's going, I don't want to speculate on his dynasty value, but I still imagine that he'll be a top 
10 to 15 back. You know, I don't think he drops anywhere out of that uh, going into next year, depending on where he signs. So that's it for the breaking news. Getting back into the games. The next game was a complete waste of time. If you watched it, the Buffalo Bills taking on the New York Jets, the Bills winning 41 to 10. For the Bills, we saw the return of Matt Barkley. Uh, he got the start here over Logan Thomas and Nathan Peterman, who subsequently got cut earlier today, or yesterday, I believe, actually. 232 yards and two touchdowns for Matt Barkley, getting you 17 points in fantasy. Probably going to be a very hot waiver wire pickup this week. If you were in two QB leagues, I would go ahead and do that. Uh, while I don't expect him to be quite as good as he showed yesterday against a good Jets defense, he will likely put up enough points uh, to be relevant the rest of the season. Other than that, though, if you're not in a two QB league, unless you're just completely desperate, I would avoid Matt Barkley. For the running backs here, Shady McCoy finally decides to show up again and remind everybody why he or why he used to be a uh, very popular high-end first-round pick. 24 points in fantasy, 113 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, and then added five yards in the receiving game. Sorry about that. Uh, so, again, a great day for Shady against a really good run defense. Very surprised that Shady was able to do this good. Don't trust it going forward, but it was still good to see out of him. Good to see he still has that fire within him. Uh, I think, obviously, against good matchups. If Matt Barkley continues to play the way that he did, that's definitely going to bring Shady's upside back at least somewhat. For the receivers here in Buffalo. So, the leader on the day was Zay Jones, the... Uh, Second-year player, has looked good at times. Really think that he could be a stud in fantasy if he had himself a quarterback. He showed us somewhat of what he can do when he has good quarterback play. 93 yards and a touchdown, getting you 18 points in fantasy. Again, I, I love Zay Jones coming out of the draft. I really like what he's done at times. Hasn't been able to show the consistency. We'll see if that return or if that shows up with Matt Barkley if he stays here uh, the rest of the season. The rookie Robert Foster also had a huge day. Three catches and 105 yards, giving you 12 points in fantasy. And of course, that guy that uh, everybody talked about at the uh, the start of the draft season. Kelvin Benjamin gets you absolutely nothing in fantasy. A big whopping zero. He sucks. I've said it before. I'll continue to say it. I don't know why people trust him. And then nobody really did anything there in the tight ends uh, for Buffalo. I know a lot of people were big, uh, very big on Jason Kroom. I was not. Uh, he did absolutely nothing in this game as well, getting you a whopping zero points for the New York Jets. So obviously Sam Darnold was out. Uh, in this game, due to the foot injuries, uh, Josh McCowan stepped in and did absolute shit. 135 yards and two interceptions, getting you three points in fantasy. Hopefully, you guys did not start him in hopes that he would come through for you big. For the running backs, uh, you know, the guy I was really hoping would have a big game here, Elijah McGuire. Just gets you 30 yards on uh, on six carries, uh, kind of split in the backfield there. Only seven points in fantasy. Uh, as uh, McGuire did add 27 yards in the receiving game, which is kind of what he thrives in. I really do like him in that Belial Powell role. I was hoping he'd get more of a run here. 
Uh, Trenton Cannon as well, 30 yards on four carries, getting you four points. And a leader on the day, at least for fantasy, Isaiah Crowell, 19 yards on seven carries, but gets you the touchdown. So that is uh, why at least he gets you 10 points. If you started him, I guess you'll take that. For the wide receivers, you're looking at absolutely nothing. Quincy Anunua, three points. Jermaine Curse, two points. Sharon Peak, one point. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about these guys. Again, I think it was just a bad day with Josh McCowan back there. We'll see if McCowan is back there again this week. That was talk earlier when the, when the injury first happened with Sam Darnold that he might sit for multiple weeks. That'll just kill this offense. They do go into a bye week this week, so that is why the, there's a lot of hope that Sam Darnold will be back by week 12. And then last but not least, Chris Herndon, the up-and-coming rookie, just 34 yards on three catches, getting you four points in fantasy. Next up, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers and the Oakland Raiders. Los Angeles winning 22-6. Phillip Rivers, just 223 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 16 points in fantasy. One thing on Phillip Rivers before we move on real quick, he has not been throwing the ball as much as usual. Just 26 attempts in this game. He used to average 30 to 35 plus. Um, I think a lot of that is due to the just re-emergence of Melvin Gordon. Uh, we have not seen him really run like this. He was good last year, obviously, but a lot of that coming in the passing game. He has really looked good running the ball and catching the ball out of the backfield. I think this could end up hurting Philip Rivers in the long run, at least this year, when it comes to the to the passing game and him putting up huge numbers there. For the rushing attack, obviously, again, Melvin Gordon just comes through for you big again. 25 points in fantasy, 93 yards on 18 carries, and adds 72 yards and a touchdown on five catches. Just continues to be a stud. Since last year, the only player to outscore him at the running back position is Todd Gurley. That's how good Melvin Gordon has been. I don't think we realize it uh, just because I, I feel like he kind of gets overlooked, always playing in those afternoon games. Not really the sexy name you know I'm one of the analysts as well who has talked about how he's just not been that good of a runner he's really improved that this year I've been I, I might have to start eating crow on him here this year because he has by far improved uh just the way he's looked running the ball getting over five yards a carry where in the past he was averaging right around three four to three five which is below the league average uh, for the wide receivers here, really the only guy to come through for you is Keenan Allen, who scores this week. Thank the Lord, right? If you've got Keenan Allen, he has not scored since 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 last year, guys. Holy shnikes. But he is back in the touchdown department now again this year with that touchdown. Just getting you a great day in fantasy. With 14 points, the best, not the best day that he's had so far this year, but it was great to see him, you know, get a touchdown, 50 yards in the receiving game, 57 to be exact. And then Tyrell Williams, though not necessarily comes through for you in fantasy, does get you six points, uh, which is, uh, you know, obviously if he scores a touchdown and continues on that great touchdown run he had been on, you'd be much happier, but 40, 46 yards on four catches, not a bad day at all for him. Now, I really don't want to talk about Oakland, uh, but I will because, well, honestly, it's really, really not going to take long 
So, Derek Carr, sacked again, 243 yards in the air, 9 yards, um, 9 yards, 2 yards on the ground, getting you 9 points in fantasy. For the running back, so Doug Martin continues to carry the load here, 15 carries for 61 yards, getting you 10 points in fantasy, you know, Low-end RW2, high-end RB3. Jeez, I keep mixing those two up. I want to say WR, which obviously is wide receiver, but then I always want to say RW, and I have no uh, running wide receiver. Wide receivers do run when they catch the ball, Matt. That that would be correct. Uh, Anyways, he is a low RB2 for me, maybe high upside RB3. Just not really believing in Doug Martin. Uh, Jalen Richard, 8 points in fantasy. Again, nothing really in the rushing attack. 3 carries for 7 yards, but does get you 52 yards on 5 catches in the receiving game as the hurry up back. For their wide receivers, so Brandon LaFell has the best day. 6 points in fantasy with 47 yards on 4 catches. Uh, Seth Roberts, 5 points in fantasy with a whopping 39 yards on 3 catches. Jordy Nelson gets a big fat 0. I really wish they would have traded him at the deadline because that guy deserves better than going out on this shitty-ass Oakland team. And then uh, Jared Cook somewhat returns to tight end relevancy with 7 points in fantasy. Uh, you know, again, we've talked about it earlier. That That's decent for a, a tight end 2. Uh, but again, seven points in fantasy because of the 52 yards and four catches. Next up, we had uh, the Miami Dolphins and the Green Bay Packers. The score uh, does not resemble how close it really wasn't, 12-31 to 31 with Green Bay winning. So for the Dolphins here, Brock Osweiler sucks again, seven points in fantasy, just 213 yards in the air with the one touchdown. Uh, you know, just this whole team has just really taken a dive this year, in my opinion. It'll be interesting to see if they even decide to keep Adam Gase around. Frank Gore leads the team and carries yet again. 13 carries for 90 yards, 11 points in fantasy. Just He, he still looks good. I got to give him that. But I am someone who would consider themselves a Kenyon Drake truther. And I am extremely frustrated that Kenyon Drake cannot get the ball more often than he does. Kenyon Drake, just four points in fantasy, eight carries for 27 yards and 11 yards on two catches. Again, just extremely frustrating that this playmaker cannot get the ball more in Adam Gase's offense. For the wide receivers, Danny Amendola leads the day for you. 10 points in fantasy, 72 yards on seven catches. Devontae Parker has another good day. This is a every other week thing now for him. Six points in fantasy, 43 yards on five catches. And that's really it, guys. Uh, no one else really did anything for Miami. For the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, that bad man that he is, an okay day for fantasy. Really really not a huge day. 18 points. Uh, you know, obviously every time you start Aaron Rodgers, you expect more. But the way the game script kind of went, he really didn't have to do much for you. 199 yards and two touchdowns with 21 yards on the ground. Uh, and speaking of the ground, that is the reason why he did not have to do anything. As we finally saw Aaron Jones have a huge breakout game in 2019. Hopefully, and I mean hopefully, I am praying to every fantasy god that I know. I am doing everything I can to make sure that Mike McCarthy does not fuck this up. Because Aaron Jones, 30 
points in fantasy. He looked legit. 145 yards on 15 carries and two touchdowns. He was even more involved in the receiving game than usual in this one. Three catches for 27 yards. Jamal Williams was nowhere to be found. Even when they got up, he only got three carries for three yards. Why? Because he fucking sucks. Why they keep playing him, I have no idea. I am really hoping that Mike McCarthy has finally pulled his head out of his ass and realized that, oh my God, we have one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game and we are wasting his time, wasting his talent. We need to play our playmakers and one of them is Aaron Bleeping Jones. Oh, sorry, it really felt good to get that off my chest, guys. I appreciate you guys going along with me on that. Uh, you know, hopefully, if you guys feel that same way, you feel the uh, relief that I feel, and yet the the very weird feeling in the pit of my stomach of anxiety because I have a really good feel, a really bad feeling actually, that come Thursday when the Packers play the Seahawks, we're gonna see Jamal Williams out there getting twenty fucking carries, and Aaron Jones is gonna get three. But anyways. Great game for Aaron Jones. Hopefully, unlike me, you had him in your starting lineup and he was able to come through for you since more than likely Mike McCarthy is going to bench him the rest of the season. That's a joke. Hopefully, he really doesn't do that. Devontae Adams comes through for you yet again in fantasy. I love this kid. Still a top five wide receiver and I think is just going to continue to skyward or just rise like a rocket up the sky here. 19 points in fantasy, 57 yards and two touchdowns on four catches. MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling has himself a fairly decent day for you in fantasy as well. Seven points with 44 yards on six catches. Again, this uh this team in general is going to be very interesting to watch, especially this week, Thursday night, going up against a good Seattle Seahawks team. Uh, really am hoping that we get to see more of Adams, MVS, and 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 Jones, and Mike McCarthy does not screw this up. I'm not a Packers fan, uh, but do know a lot of Packers fans who just hate the way that this team is being handled. Uh, and it is a little bit sad to think that we may have, uh, we may never see Aaron Rodgers in a Super Bowl again. I think I've talked about this before, but it really does bother me to think we may never see, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback I've watched play in another Super Bowl due to boneheaded coaching decisions so far. Speaking of Seattle and their game here, a great game between them and the Rams actually where they just barely uh, came up short here losing 31-36 to to the Rams. Another great game. They've really played uh, the Rams uh, tough twice this year. So Russell Wilson comes through for you in fantasy though it didn't look like he was going to on the day, at least earlier in the day, 28 points. Throws the ball just 26 times. Gets you 176 yards and three touchdowns. But gets you 92 yards on the ground. And this is what we've wanted to see from Russell Wilson all year long. Uh, They unfortunately have said that they're trying to quote-unquote take the magic out of Russell Wilson. And that means not allow him to kind of float around in and out of the pocket and make the runs. We're finally seeing them uh, very smartly, if I might add, get away from that and allow him to just be Russell Wilson and create the magic like he usually does. Uh, And we're seeing that come through for us in fantasy as well. Rashad Penny. It's alive! He is apparently alive and doing well in the Seattle backfield. 108 yards on 12 rushes and a touchdown. 
All those Rashad Petty truthers out there were just orgasming on sight when they saw that happen. 16 points in fantasy. Of course, my dumbass just dropped him two weeks ago because I really didn't think anything was going to happen. What I am worried about is what's going to happen between these guys uh, when Chris Carson comes back. Mike Davis had himself a very good game as well with 16 points in fantasy, 58 yards on the ground. And added 22 yards and a touchdown in the receiving game. Again, once Chris Carson comes back, I'm not sure I would still trust Penny. I do think that they would... Uh, I could just easily see Pete Carroll doing a whole the three-headed backfield thing. Would not surprise me at all, knowing no coach that Pete Carroll is. Uh, but it was definitely great to see signs of life from Shad Penny in this game. For the wide receivers, Tyler Lockett again comes through for you. I believe he's only had now one week, which was last week, under two digits. 17 points in fantasy in this game. Five catches for 67 yards and a touchdown again. In PPR, I believe, I'll have to go back and look this up, uh, but I'm pretty sure he has given you double-digit points in every single game but last week. So, Tyler Lockett looks to be on the verge of a huge breakout fantasy year for him and likely someone that's going to shoot up draft boards next season. Doug Baldwin continues to struggle in this offense. Six points in this game, uh, which is 39 yards on five catches. Again, I don't know if it's both of his knees. He does technically have two bad knees here. Uh, that might be what's slowing him down, but it is, it's is—it's a little disheartening to see a guy who used to be a, a high-end wide receiver one kind of seems like falling off the face of the earth. Uh, and then Nick Vanette uh, has himself uh, another good day for tight ends, as as you would say, seven points, uh, one catch for the eight yards and the touchdown. But again, that that seven points is is big for tight ends, uh, and I believe this is the second week in a row now that he has caught a tight um, a touchdown. He is a tight end; he can't catch a tight end. Uh, has caught a touchdown, so definitely someone to watch for if you need to stream a tight end. For the Rams, Jared Goff continues to be an awesome quarterback for fantasy. 318 yards and two touchdowns, getting you 21 points in fantasy. Again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. As long as Sean McVay is there, I trust in Jared Goff. Todd Gurley comes through for you yet again with another game over 20 points, 23 points in fantasy, 120 yards on 16 carries and one touchdown, and then add in another 40 yards in the receiving game. This dude has just continued to be the number one fantasy player uh, this year, and and likely it's not even going to be close. For the wide receiver, so Brandon Cooks had a good game here, and uh, I haven't don't remember for sure. I have to go back definitely and listen to the podcast Friday, but I'm pretty sure I didn't think he would have one, uh, so he proved me wrong here. Ten catches for a hundred yards. Now some of that does happen, I think, because Cooper Cup goes out, uh, but he does get you the 21 points in fantasy. Robert Woods has himself a good day as well, 89 yards on four catches, getting you 12 points in fantasy, and Cooper Cup. 39 yards on five catches, 6.4 points in fantasy before he tears his ACL. Um, Again, just horrible news for him. He's looked so good all season long. Him and Jared Goff obviously have that great connection between the two of them. Uh, and, And it sucks to see such an awesome player go out like that. Both of the Rams' tight ends come through for you. Tyler Higby with 10 and Gerald Everett with 8. Uh, both of them, though, scoring touchdowns, which is pretty much why they come through for you in fantasy. Uh, if I had to trust one or the other, I would still take Everett. Uh, though if I had to, I'd rather not start either one of them because I just don't think they'll come through for you again here this year. Uh, but again, both scoring touchdowns. Higby getting 25 yards and Everett getting 15. 
that does it for the Sunday afternoon slate. Now jumping into the awesome Sunday night game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys pulling away with the victory here, 27-20. to And Dak yet again somehow finds a way to at least make it look like he's come through for you in fantasy with 21 points, 270 yards in the air with one touchdown, adds nine yards and a touchdown on the ground, which is, again, while it, why it looks like he came through for you in fantasy. In my opinion, he did not look great in this game, struggled mightily in this game, and uh, just continues to worry me. Zeke Elliott bounces back from the horrible game he had before their bye last week. 151 yards on the ground and a touchdown for 32 points in fantasy. Add in his 36 yards and one catch for a touchdown. Well, technically had six catches, but his receiving touchdown as well just as as well adds to his huge day. Welcome back, Zeke, again. I talked about before their bye, uh, me and him were not on speaking terms as he's cost me a matchup because he just motherfucking couldn't stay under 12 points. Uh, but we're good friends again now. He really helped me win a matchup this week in another league, so glad to have you back, buddy. Glad to see you doing well. For their wide receivers, so Amari Cooper considered... Oh my goodness, I cannot talk. Continues, not contitters, because I was trying to say continues to uh, get targeted out the ass. 10 points in fantasy as he gets 10 targets, 6 receptions on 75 yards. Uh, Bold Keasley, Cole Beasley, 37 yards on 4 catches, just 5 yard, or five points here in fantasy. 4 Philly. So Carson Wentz uh, did not look good early on in this game and then really kind of turned it on in the second half. Get you 22 points in fantasy was exactly what you needed from him more than likely. Uh, continues to be a top NQB in the NFL and in fantasy and just continues to get better every and every week. 360 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Uh, again, just has looked awesome. Uh, I really like the way that Wentz has looked. Really wish the Browns would have taken him, uh, but we'll skip that for now. Uh, for the running backs here, so none of these guys really did much of anything. Wendell Smallwood, four points in fantasy, just... Four yards on two carries, and then he adds in uh, the 30 yards on three catches. But my guy, the guy that I still love and cannot believe he's not getting a more run here, is Josh Adams, the rookie out of Notre Dame. Again, I, I hyped him up all offseason, had him in a lot of my articles, loved this kid, had him in my top 10 of running backs to draft for rookie drafts. 47 yards on seven carries, 6.7 yards, an average way better than anybody else on this team. The next best was Carson Wentz, the quarterback, and that was because he ran for seven yards on two fucking carries. But again, just Adams has continued to look good. If you played him, I mean, four points in fantasy is not going to likely help you win a matchup, but while why Doug Peterson cannot commit to this kid and has to continue to play a fucking four-man backfield is beyond me, I think. He's just getting. He's he's trying to get too cute with it. If if you're asking me, if my opinion, I know most people could care less about my opinion, but I think he's getting a little too cute for his own good. For the receiving options here, so Zach Ertz, who is Carson Wentz's boy and the number one tight end, at least in my opinion, continues to just ball out yet again. 33 points in fantasy, 145 yards on 14 catches and two touchdowns. He was targeted 16 times in this game, guys. He is by far Carson Wentz's go-to guy, the guy you have to trust, guy you have to play if you have him. And in all honesty, a guy I would really try and acquire in Dynasty if you can, though you're probably paying out the ass to get him. 
The other wide receivers here, so Nelson Aguilar, I guess, had a had a good day here. It was really going to be interesting for me. It was interesting to see how they used Tate, Adam, or Aguilar, and Jeffrey. Aguilar has the best day here for fantasy, at least 10 points, 83 yards on five catches. Jeffrey just 48 yards on four catches for six points. And then Golden Tate, 19 yards on two catches. Again, we talked about it. I would not play Golden Tate just yet. I need to see him in this offense. I need to see how he handles the offense. Uh, until we see that, I think you just kind of have to uh, have to avoid using him. Uh, as I do think he'll, he'll eventually come along here with Carson Wentz, uh, but not someone I would trust right off the bat. And... That right there ends all our Sunday ones. So for our Monday night recap between the New York Giants and the San Francisco 49ers, the New York Giants pulling off the win as uh, most fans were probably happy and then really pissed off. I'm being told that average Joes does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Most fans here, at least for the Giants, obviously hoping they would lose as they want the uh, the better draft pick. But they do pull out the win here. Eli Manning, 188 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, thought he'd get more yards than that. I did call for 250 and two touchdowns. So not far, far off from what I project predicted, but uh, did have a decent day here. 19 points in fantasy. Saquon Barkley struggled a little bit in this game. Just 12 points in fantasy, 67 yards on 20 carries. Uh, and then really didn't do much in the receiving game. Just four catches and 33 yards. Usually getting literally on average nine catches a game. Uh, so interesting to see him kind of struggle here. Uh, worries me a little bit as I do have a bet going with a, a fellow league mate. One of my leagues that he will have a better rookie year than Alvin Kamara. I cannot, I cannot stand a couple more weeks of this. I might end up losing that bet. But Odell Beckham Jr., one of my favorite players in the NFL comes through for you. 21 points in fantasy, 73 yards, four catches, two touchdowns. Love seeing him play. Uh, love seeing him back after having kind of a rough year here, mostly because of Eli Manning. Uh, looked great in this game. Sterling Shepard, who I thought would have a good game here, really came up short. Uh, just gets three targets, gets the two catches, nine yards, and a touchdown. Gets you ten points in fantasy, which you'll likely take out of him as a as a wide receiver too. But again, I really liked his matchup this week. I thought he would come through with more points than that. Uh, and then Evan Ingram just continues to kind of work his way back into the offense after suffering the the knee injury earlier in the year. 46 yards on four catches, getting you six points in fantasy. Uh, again, I expect him to just continue to uh, move up here uh, little by little. I don't expect him to be the Evan Ingram of last year, probably, unfortunately, until next year. For San Francisco here, so Nick Mullins, after having a huge game uh, last week on Thursday night, uh, struggles a little bit in this one, just 12 points in fantasy. Uh, you know, does, again, not a horrible day for at the office, 250 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, but again, did struggle a little bit here. Will be interesting to see once C.J. Beathard comes back if they leave Mullins in as a starter or if they replace him with Beathard. Matt Burita shut me up yesterday. I did not think he'd have a good game here. 26 points in fantasy as he goes for 101 yards on 17 carries. And then uh, also gets a touchdown and then adds 31 yards in the air on three catches and a touchdown as well, having himself a huge day for fantasy. Oh, George Kittle, one of my favorite tight ends in the game, has himself another big game here. 12 points for fantasy, 83 yards on nine catches, just continues to ball out. Going to be a top three tight end, I think, 
going forward in Dynasty League formats. Uh, for the wide receivers, so Marquise Goodwin has the best day here, uh, and and Kendrick Bourne, Bourne Alive, Bourne to be again, whatever, whatever, Bourne Supremacy. Those are two guys we talked about on yesterday's podcast I thought would have good days here. 69 yards on four catches for Goodwin, getting you eight points in fantasy, and Bourne, 33 yards on four catches, getting you five points in fantasy. So, that right there wraps up all of our recaps. Uh, again, I hope you guys uh, in, enjoyed that. I'm working on getting some more drops and everything in there to kind of help, you know, just show you guys some of the certain uh, fun stuff that I like to have while I'm doing the breakdowns of the games. Uh, and so now, though, I'm going to give you guys some of the players that I missed in my rankings last week. Jeez, I'm an idiot. All right, so at quarterback, some of the guys that I messed up last week, I had, uh, again, not a, not a horrible week in the rankings, but did mess up a couple here. Big Ben, uh, I was too low on him. I did think that can't, the Panthers' defense would play a little bit better than it did had him. Going for 24 points, he came through with 35. Same thing with Mitch Trubisky. I was way too low on him. 22 points came through with 36, having himself a huge day for fantasy. Aaron Rodgers, I had way too high, 26 points again, uh, comes through with, comes comes in at 18. Again, I, I think a lot of that has to do with the game script and how good Aaron Jones was. And then Cam Newton, obviously, who got blitzed and just destroyed by that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I had him going for 25 points this week. He goes for 15. Wrong, sir. Wrong. At running back, the guys that I got wrong this week uh, started with Nick Chubb. And I'm not really sorry just because I'm a huge Cleveland Browns fan. I had him going for 19 points. Goes for 34, obviously. That big 92-yard touchdown I was not predicting. uh, But it was awesome to definitely watch. LaShawn McCoy, I did not think that he would have a huge game against this good Jets defense. I had him going for 13 points. He comes through with 24 Rashad Penny, uh, you know, I didn't even have him ranked in my top 50. Uh, I had him, I believe it was at 54 uh, with a whopping like six points. Uh, comes through with 16. No, I'm sorry. I had him for three points. I apologize. 16 points uh, as, again, just a huge day for him. Coming out party for Penny. Isaiah Crowell. I don't know if I could really be wrong or feel bad about this. I had him projected for 11 points. He got 10.7. Felt pretty good about that. Same with Frank Gore. I literally had him ranked exactly where he finished. Um, I can't remember where it was. I had it written down here. But I had him going for 11.2 points. He finished with 11.2 points, uh, which was just awesome. Awesome to see. Great when you when you get a projection right like that. Uh, and then, of course, Dion Lewis, though. I got him wrong as well. As I had him going for 20 points, I really thought he was going to be able to catch a lot of passes and go, go off against this Patriots defense. Just get seven points, 7.8 points this week. Let me tell you why I suck. And last but not least, the wide receiver and tight end that I messed up this week. So Allen Robinson, uh, again, at the time I did the rankings, I was not expecting him to play. Uh, so I didn't even have him ranked. At, I didn't have him ranked at all, literally at all here, people. Comes through big with 28 points. Corey Davis, I undersold. 13 points is what I had him projected. That comes through with 22 Anthony Miller, I mean, just my God, Anthony Miller had himself 
a day uh, here. Had him projected for 10.4 points. I thought that was a very fair projection for him. Thought he'd score, just didn't think he'd put up that many yards. Goes, obviously, for over 100 and scores. Get you 20 points in this one. Zay Jones, same thing. I did not have him ranked as I just did. I honestly thought Nathan Peterman was going to be the quarterback at the time I did my rankings and projections. Didn't think he'd do anything. But Matt Barkley was exactly the quarterback he needed, apparently, as he goes for 18 points. Dante Moncrief, I'm just going to be honest. I'm a hater. I, I don't think he's good. I think he is just extremely overrated. Uh, and I honestly didn't think Blake Bortles would have the game that he did. Had Dante Moncrief, though, projected for 7 points. Uh, 7.9 as I thought he'd catch like a 5-10 yard touchdown. He gets 17.3 as he obviously gets the long touchdown there from uh, Blakey Bortles. And then Eric Ebron at tight end. As I talked about yesterday, I really thought the return here of Jack Doyle even more as he's beginning to uh, use more and more in this offense. He's out-snapping Ebron. I really thought that Ebron would be limited to a touchdown uh, and get you a little bit of yardage here. I had him projected for 12.5 points. He comes through with the 26.6 as he scores the three touchdowns. So... That is what I messed up this week or last week on the Week 10 rankings. Uh, Again, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Fantasy Roundtable podcast today, Tuesday, November 13th. I appreciate you guys. Uh, If you guys wouldn't mind giving me a rating and uh, uh, a comment on iTunes, uh, I would really appreciate it. Anybody who does, I'll continue to read them on air. And I'm thinking about either selecting one or I may get everybody some free QB list product or some Dynasty Guru shirts or hats, both sites that I write for. Uh, I have... uh, some stuff that I'd be willing to give away to you guys if you guys are interested. So please give me a like, give me a rating. I'd really appreciate it on iTunes to kind of help boost me up the boards there a little bit. Again, I will not have a podcast on tomorrow. Have some stuff going on with the real 9 to 5 that I have to take care of. But I will be back Thursday with my rankings, my top 10 at each position. And we'll do a Thursday night preview as well as, who knows, maybe some other fun stuff We'll see once Thursday gets here. Until Thursday, you guys, have yourselves a great couple days. I will talk to you then. Peace. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump at me. Golly. Over the tackle of the 40-yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can.